You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're talking about how to develop mental and emotional mastery. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Boom! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. And welcome to another episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. We are continuing our series here, talking to you, having a conversation with you about personal power, how to begin looking for areas in our life to reclaim that power. Are you caught up? Maybe. This is episode three. This is the third episode Mm -hmm. in this series. So you're going to want to go back to that first episode where we identified and took a look at this word, this phrase, this concept of personal power. And then the last episode was pretty darn good. If If you're asking me, if I do say so myself, and we're continuing this. So we are gonna ask you that you get caught up, you listen to these in a chronological order because every episode is building off one another. So here we are. Let's get into it. Wait, today is National Coffee Day. Yeah, but I've only had one cup of coffee. <laughs> that is just egregious. It's tragic. Egregious! <laughs> I didn't, Must be having fun, I feel wired. I mean, coffee gets its own holiday. I, I, it deserves it. It's great, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> So um, can't live with it, can't live without it. Even though the day you're listening to this episode, it may not be International Coffee Day, September 29th, you can still join us with a cup of coffee in honor of. Yeah, show your cup of coffee some gratitude. Show your solidarity in the coffee bean by having a nice warm cup of joe. And why don't you go ahead and tag us at James Woodmore while you're at it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do a a little, uh, what do they call that? Instagram. Yeah. With the little, little story. The, the little thing with the thing with the picture. Yeah. Did you know we have gifts? Yeah. They don't know that, but. We have lots of gifts. So if you go to the, if you go, if you do a story. Yes. And then you do the story and then you do search for the gifts and you type my name in, mm-hmm. James Wedmore, you'll find a ton of gifts. All sorts of fun stuff. All sorts of fun things. We basically made them because we're like, we want gifts that fit our life, like launching and stuff and mm-hmm. card open and Roman's open, mm-hmm. Wedmore Woo, all the things. So if those things sound fun to spice up your stories, then you got them. Do a story, tag at James Wedmore, use a gift, and uh, there'll be a good chance we do a little repost and a shout out to you. Mm-hmm. And that would be really, really appreciated. So let's get into this episode because we want to have the conversation around mental, emotional mastery. I think this is a big big topic. What does that mean? I don't know, but it's just some things we want to talk about here today. And it really starts with something that always kind of bothered me, something I always observed that did it not bother anybody else? Like you go to school and like no one talked about emotions. Bothers me now. Like there wasn't a class on it. And you know, you hear these stats too. And I just heard stats recently now because of COVID and everything. Like you know, the amount of like emotional stress that, that kids are under and you talk about like suicide rates and in, in high school age, you know, and, and now how that's like elevated during this time. And I didn't learn anything about why I feel, what is this? That I, why do I feel these things, right? And you go through that age, it's a tough age, you know, for me, it was especially tough. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, we went to the same high school, but it was really tough for me. I described that high school that we went to 
It's like most high schools, there was like a couple of the rich kids, you know, it's like, there's like, oh, that's the rich kid, mm-hmm. right? By the, our school was like, everyone's the rich kid, yeah. <laughs> right? Like everyone was the spoiled a-hole. Like we probably would have been the rich kids in any other school. In any other school, because we were, yes. But like no, we were like, well. it was like disgusting wealth, you mm-hmm. know? Like kids, 16 year olds with brand new Porsches. Oh yeah. Like multiple. And then they would go crash it. And, yes. And, and daddy, buy me a new one. You know, okay. Because I love you here, mm-hmm. you know? And to do we got, when I was there, they did a anonymous test asking kids about their experience with drugs and alcohol, the whole school. And then they took the test results and they were very clear. This is total anonymous. You do not use your name. You know, you're not going to get in trouble. And we got rated like the number one or number two most drug abuse school in Southern California or something like that. Crazy, right? So it was like, it was tough. It was really tough. Anyway, so you're going through all these emotions. You're going through the puberties and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, think about even the, when I was in my time during that high school period was when the, the MTV show came out. So just imagine. Wait, what? Oh, oh, the Laguna Beach show. The Laguna Beach show. Yes. That's our school. Yeah. And that was like my We went grade. to that school. My husband's yearbook picture is next to Kristen Cavallari's in our senior oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> but just think about it. I mean, these kids, not only do we not only get no training on emotions, but now they're getting judged by millions of people on MTV yeah. every day. Here's another fun fact. My sister, because she was there when that show was happening, mm-hmm. kids were going around and getting people to sign their yearbook and getting the like Kristen Cavallari's to like, will you sign my yearbook? And then they were selling them on eBay for like <laughs> thousands of dollars. It's amazing. It's like, get their autograph. They thought they were just, have a great summer. Hag. You know? <laughs> their hags. Was- <laughs> <laughs> and then they're selling it. Anyways, that had nothing to do with what we're talking yeah. about today. Other than that really always bothered me that I didn't learn any about that. And I think a lot of people grow up that way and not really understanding thoughts, emotions. And in a lot of way, people get consumed by that. You know, it's just like that bag in the wind. You're just like, everything makes you feel this way. And you know, there's no power in that. There's no control. Over and, 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 and I think when we go over some of the things that we're going to go over, it's an opportunity to have and experience more power because you're gonna, it's just like understanding yourself more, maybe. But this is my perspectives on stuff and what I've been able to learn and, and understand and, and sense myself into. So, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about what are emotions, right? I believe in the simplest sense, emotions are what allow us to fully experience life in the 3D. Without them, I don't think we would be experiencing life here on this plane. I think that's what we use as a way to experience. So we need them, right? And we need a full range of emotions to experience a full range of experiences. I think emotions let us know that we are alive. It's like a movie, right? I always equate it to a movie because this is like a movie too, you know? But the movies you hate are the ones that don't move you. But wow, when a movie moves you, it's funny that it's like the word move is almost in movie. <laughs> When it moves you, you're like, that was such a great movie. That point, I was so scared. When that happened, I was so sad, right? And then, oh, thank goodness, when they finally got the bad guy, right? What are the movies we hate where it's like so predictable? It's not that we hate the predictability. It's just that we, we already know what's gonna happen, so it doesn't really make us feel anything. We're like, oh yeah, I've heard this before. It's the same thing, blah, 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 right? It's that uncertainty. It's that discovery. It's that whole range. So that's beautiful, the good and the bad, right? So 
I believe they let us know that we're alive. I also believe emotions are our greatest tool for ourselves. They're an indicator to how connected or in a way, I don't have a better way to say this, but disconnected from source than you are. Like you're never disconnected, but you know, I believe we we have free will so we can choose, like for example, you can choose to come from a place of gratitude right now. Mm-hmm. You can choose to just say, I, I could just say, hey, be grateful right now. Find something to be grateful for. Look around you, you know, maybe the house, your car you're in, the people that are surrounding you, your health, everything, and choose to be that. Even if you're going through a really tough time, you can still choose that if you choose, right? So it's, uh, you know, like pinched off in a way, right? But it's an indicator on how people use the word aligned, connected, same frequency that you are to source. And source is unconditional love, right? So you know that when you're when you find yourself in that state of well-being, of of love, of 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 joy, of gratitude, that you are in a way intentionally connecting to that. Mm-hmm. And I think I mean it's all stems from the same thing, but the more you're, it's kind of an indicator of how close you are to being that version of yourself that is the highest version of yourself too, which is 100%. the one that's the most Because a higher, a higher version of yourself is exactly. that bridge to source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as, you know, we have free will, you can choose to have a different perspective than source. You can choose to almost not connect with that, you know? And you can feel it. You can feel how far away you are from that. You can feel if you're close and it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It definitely doesn't, you know what I mean? I've told this story before, but it, it was such a powerful story for me. So it's it's worth resharing it. I've shared it a few times, maybe, maybe a few times on the podcast. So sometimes it helps to repeat yourself. But this was the story where I was surfing in Laguna and this guy like started an altercation with me in the water. And he's a big dude and he was a gnarly dude. Like I would see him at the gym and this guy would just beat the crap out of this bag. And I was like, dude, don't, you know, mental note, like don't mess with this guy. And then sure enough, I find myself in an altercation with him where apparently I have cut him off on a wave and he's upset and he is pissed, pissed, right? And I'm just like, yo, man, it's all good. It's all good in the hood, right? But as I laughed, I found myself stewing over the whole situation. Hours. I, you know what I mean? When like something has happened, but it's happened, it's gone, it's in the past, and you've moved on, but you haven't moved on. Like you're still replaying it in your mind. You're still like there. It's like you forget about it for a second, but then it creeps back in again. And, and it, it just replays. ruins the rest of your day mm-hmm. and affects your state and all of that. And I found myself there. And I just couldn't let it go. I was angry. And really what I realized is I was angry with myself. I was in a lot of self-loathing because I was shaming myself because I didn't, I hadn't stood up for myself. I was like, coward, you know, like, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you stand up for yourself? Right. And it was all ego. It was all like, I, what, I need to prove something to this guy or whatever. Right. And so I was just, I was angry with it. And so I, I, knew enough then to sit with that, to begin to recognize, wow, like I really am upset about this still. This has been like hours, like why can't I let this go? And so I did that thing that like you see in the movies, like the detective movies where the detective is like trying to solve the case and then they're like in the the office and it's like two in the morning, they're watching the security tape over and over, rewind, and then all of a sudden they catch something because they've seen the security tape like 20 times. And that's what I was doing, I was playing it over in my mind 
and recapitulating, re-experiencing it from a different vantage point. And that can be really powerful in and of itself. Something that is bothering you or triggering you or whatever. Is there something you didn't see? And yes, there's. that's always a yes. So I'll just tell you that right now. And I went back and looked at it from a different vantage point. And that allowed me to see something differently. And there was that moment where I was like, I replayed it, replayed, oh, what is this? And something caught my attention and it was a phrase that he said. You know, he was all just like, you motherfucker, blah, 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 blah. And then he said this line. It's like, it's like you don't even give a shit about me. I played that again in my mind. You don't even give a shit. What a weird thing. I didn't know this guy. We didn't have a relationship. I'd never spoken a word to him. Why is he saying that to me? And I just kind of sat with that for a moment and I was like, wow. Over a wave too, you know? Over a wave at like a little, it wasn't even like a big day of like great waves. waves. It was like, it was nothing special. It wasn't like the wave of the day or anything. Why don't you even, Why? it's like you don't even give a about me. And then I had this thought wow, that must be how he experiences the world. And I'm just evidence of that. I'm just more of a projection of a context that no one gives a shit about me. And in that moment, in that discovery, everything I had about shame of, uh, I didn't stand my ground, I didn't this, I didn't that, uh, why didn't I speak up? I just dropped it. And I was complete with that. Because I moved from that ego of beating myself up and what I should have done and blah, 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 and carrying that with me to a deeper place of understanding that came through with, with just compassion. And I just put it there and moved on. I was fine. It was like all that kind of stewing that I felt, was it was gone in an instant. And I think I hit truth in that moment. I was like, that must be what's going on here. That that had nothing to do with me. And I don't need to take it personal, which is what I had done which is me giving my power away to this person. This is why we're talking about all of this. And in that moment, I realized this has nothing to do with me. And I understood a little bit more about this person, the world. And in doing that, I got to take my power back. The reason I tell this story and the reason I tell this story so often is because we could end it there and be like, yeah, maybe, right? But about two or three weeks later, he committed suicide. And as you learned a little bit about his story, because I didn't know him at all, you know, he he had a tragic life. Right. And you don't do something like that. In my opinion, I obviously don't know very much about that. But I would imagine if someone's living their life where they feel like no one gives a shit about them, yeah, that could lead someone down a path like that. If you experience life where everyone cares about you and loves you and and you have all these amazing people in your life, you may not go and you see that and you're present to that, you know, he might have had that, but didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But if that's how you experience life, you may not go down that path. And it's tragic. It's, it's heartbreaking, you know. And I'm glad that I was able to get to peace in that in my own mind and not stew over this guy or create a grudge or hold on to all that or whatever. It was a gift, you know, it was a very powerful gift for me in a way that it offered confirmation to that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I share all that because that's a lot of times what we do. Other people are living their life and they're saying blah, 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 or they're doing bop, bop, bop. And we just have this total reaction to it. He made me so angry. She has offended me. He has no idea how that made me feel. Right. And our 
state, because nothing is more important than your well-being. And then our state is completely determined by the thoughts that are the words and the actions of other people. And that's us giving our power away to them. And we didn't even realize it. And we, we do. We live in this illusion that we feel the way we feel because people made us feel that way. And I'm here to say, and this might ruffle some feathers, and that's the point. Good. Notice how I'm making you feel. That's the illusion because that is your choice. The state you are choosing is your choice. And I stewed the way that I stewed. I got angry the way that I angry. My feathers got ruffled only because I chose that thought. I chose that perspective. I chose to hold on to that. And I ultimately chose to give my power away. And when I chose a new one, when I found my way back to something that was more aligned with truth, I got my power back. Isn't it interesting too, though, I just noticed not only did you get your power back, but you could also just give a positive motion, even if it's just like a positive thought sending this way, even though he doesn't know you had empathy for him and you understood him in that moment, whether he knows it or not, but it's an opportunity just to give that gift back to someone else. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and that is an interesting thing. Like people hold grudges or have all that anger towards Mm -hmm. other. And I think it was Buddha that said, you know, I'm going to paraphrase the powerful quote, right? But having anger towards someone else is like swallowing poison, Mm -hmm. but hoping the other person will die. Right. And forgiveness isn't for them. It's for you. It's letting go. Right. So that's what we want to talk about a bit today, because that process, you're going to have your own of those. You've had your own of those and you got to find your way back. It's not about making sure those never happen because that was like an illusion I was in. I was like, okay, I'm not supposed to get triggered. I'm not supposed to get upset. I'm supposed to be happy, 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 happy. No, 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 no. It's not about negative emotions being bad. It's about prolonged negative emotions. It's about staying in those states. It's like this metaphor I love to use of, of riding a horse, right? You've all heard the You know, what do you do when you fall off the horse? You get get back on, right? So people think that the goal is to not fall off the horse. No, I don't think so. Because the only way you're not going to fall off the horse is if you're like sitting on the sidelines and you're not doing anything. But it's like, if you're out there, you're riding, you're pushing the boundaries, pushing your own boundaries, you're living, you're in the game, right? You're going to get knocked off. That's a good thing. The game becomes how fast do I get back on? How fast do we do this? Boom, right back in the saddle and let's go. And that story is an example to show how I was able to get myself back in. It was stewing me for a little bit. And then, and it still happens. Like I can still have things in my life. It's like, oh, that made me step. Like the guy we talked about in the last episode, that bothered me. And it bothered me for different reasons. I felt sad for this guy. I was like, oh, why is this guy doing this? Like he's better than that, you know? And then it, it, then you're like, oh, I'm wasting time and all that stuff. I gotta reset myself. And we gotta do that. And I think the more you understand and become aware of your thoughts and your emotions because your thoughts mirror your emotions, your your emotions mirror your thoughts, the more we're in control of that in a way, the more we're in the driver's seat of that because that's going to affect everything, right? Because how you feel right now is what you're creating. We're electromagnetic beings. You are a creator. You're the creator of your life, the author of your life. And you can even see how, how do you feel right now? How have you felt all day? Cause that's what you're creating. Yeah. How did you feel when you hit, you know, send on your last email? Oh yeah. Ooh, good. Mm-hmm. They're not going to like it. <laughs> One of the things that uh, Don Javier talked about was how 
right now, our mental and emotional bodies are separate. They're separate bodies. This becomes the source of a lot of internal conflict. It's like we're at war in this internal battle where your thoughts don't always align. You know what I mean? Your head and your heart is at war and you find yourselves in a lot of inner turmoil, a lot of suffering, that lack of alignment. We have to find a way back to that wholeness and that alignment where in a way, like the only way I know how to describe it is like you're bringing your attention back to source or truth and you'll know you're there as you start to feel differently about Mm -hmm. it you know if that makes any sense to people because nothing's more important than your well-being but people tend to just find themselves feeling the way they feel as if it's all been done to them it's like you know even the way people describe their day Mm -hmm. like they almost describe in a way like like they had no say in it yeah or even that saying like oh that ruined my day Mm mm-hmm it's like one thing, you're having a great day, but one thing yeah. just negated These all are that. all these examples of where we're giving our power away is like you said, you are declaring that that is the thing that's ruining your day, mm-hmm. your week, or your launch, or whatever, yeah. and you're giving your power away to Yeah, that. you're already declaring that that day is ruined and there's no room for any additional no. happiness. No. And yeah, in a way, that's what we do. We blame, we point the finger and everyone else and yeah obviously there's other people there's other people living their lives and stuff too but that is an example of living from the outside in where everyone and everything outside is determining your well-being mm-hmm. and if you acknowledge how important that is then why would you give that to anybody else i know this is simple i also understand it's not easy because people just wind up the way that they are and that's what it kind of feels like i just like i just wound up this way Right, But to think that someone else caused that feeling is going to keep people stuck. And I really think that's one of the biggest ways in which we give away our personal power is thinking that somebody else caused the way you are choosing to feel. Yeah, and not even just someone. It could be an image. It could be yeah. a post. It oh, could yeah. be oh. a thing. It could I mean, be- that's the thing. It's yeah. like the biggest thing people... Look, here's my gripe with this. One of the tricky things with social media is that people are getting rewarded for this. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk, what was the movie, the documentary? Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma, what they've done with the dopamine and all the mm-hmm. things like that to get you really addicted to it. But according to the algorithms, you know, their secret algorithms, the posts that tend to get all the engagement popped up in the top of the feed are the posts where people are the most, like it's the most juiciest, controversially offended, angry posts. You are not gonna believe what happened to me today. I am so angry, right? And these emotionally charged posts that bring out and draw that out of other people that are, that I'm angry too and I need some, oh my gosh, this BS and yeah. And those become, and if you just look, just look, prove me wrong. No, that's not true, James. Everyone's going on there expressing their gratitude and spreading love and joy. It's like, maybe it's just the people I follow. (laughs) I don't know. So prove me wrong on that. But the posts that tend to get a lot of that are the ones where people are like really triggered and they're like heated in the moment. It's all this emotional thing and people jump on that band. Oh my goodness, right? And those tend to get to the top. And it's like, in a way, it feeds that from you. It rewards you for that. Because now you're getting all the dopamine hits, you're getting all the comments and the likes and the, in a way, 
is social media enabling that behavior? Which is actually crazy because in that documentary, it talks about how humans aren't actually designed to receive that type of instant feedback all day either. Whoa. Yeah, so that was like blowing my mind too because we're not supposed to be, you know, with all that negativity or positive or negative, we're not supposed to be receiving all that information right mm. away. Yeah. So I believe nothing's more important than your well-being and your thoughts. Your well-being is like this state and how you feel. Whatever that means. Well-being is like happiness. It's just peace. It's whatever is an emotion that you feel good feeling. And it's not to say a negative emotion is bad. I already said that, right? Being happy. And our thoughts mirror emotions. Our emotions mirror our thoughts, which means like when you put your attention on something, you are where your attention is. Your emotion is going to follow that. You're going to start to change your state, right? Think about the thing that you've been the most embarrassed about, the biggest mistake, the most thing you're biggest shameful. You'll start to feel that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just like, oh God. That's why people have just like, it's just one of those days, mm. right? Because one thing yes. happens and they let it affect it. And yes. then it just triggers. And then more yeah. and more and mm -hmm. more. And that's what like the law of attraction is. It's and then like, it's just one of those weeks and it's one of those mm -hmm. years. And that's what 2020 and is, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, this decade, you know? Yeah. The momentum, right? And we got to be able to stop that. But if you look at everything you do and everything you want, and I'm sure you guys have all heard this before, it's because you think it will improve your well-being. Right? You start look at, I want more money. Well, what does money give you? Well, I don't know, freedom, a feeling of success, fulfillment. These are all better feeling feelings that you believe that these things will give you. But then most people want all these things, but then spend the majority of their time not in a state of well-being. And I think it was Abraham Hicks that said, you can't get there from there. And that's what they're talking about, you know. But to live your life where you think that the world is determining what you feel and how you feel, which and then of course determines what actions to take or don't take, also determines what results you get, is a huge illusion. And that's what's called living from the outside in. Mm -hmm. You know, those phrases, we hear them all the time. The big one, of course, at the top, I'm offended. This is so offensive, you've offended me. You caused my, and this will probably offend people hearing it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I'm, I'm in there pulling on your strings, choosing how you feel. And just think about that for a moment. Like, do you really want to live your life where when someone else says what they say, you react to it all day? People don't, don't get that. I mean, if you want to, please, that's, that's totally on you. No judgment. But why, why would you want to live your life where you kind of have to like, I don't know, bubble tape everything. <laughs> We're like, no, you better don't say, you better mm. not, right? <laughs> Just don't say anything, you know? So that's a big one. It's like, I feel offended because of you living your life and speaking from your perspectives and everything like that. No, but James, that is offensive. No, that's a choice to feel offended. Mm -hmm. Always. People are gonna be offended by hearing that. And that is your choice. But to say that other people are causing that within you is a massive, massive way in which we give our power away. And you can argue that on me, but it's true because you're saying that someone else is choosing your internal state. And I'm saying nothing's more important than your internal state. Even all the things that you want in your life are because you think it will improve your internal state, which is, by the way, you giving your power away to those things. Mm -hmm. When you give your power away to those things, they have power over you which is why you don't feel good when you don't get them.
because they have power over you. Yeah, and the truth is, is if you notice yourself getting offended by this podcast or anything, watch yourself for the rest of the day because if you then find yourself in a happy mood or something makes you laugh or something, Mm -hmm. just realize like how unaffected you actually were by Mm -hmm. what you thought you were offended by. It was only for a split second and it Mm -hmm. can change. It's not in control of you. There's all these these phrases we hear people say. We've said, we've all said them. It's like, she made me so blank, Mm -hmm. right? She made me so angry. She made me so sad. He made me. Even just look at the phrase itself in language. He or she or they made me. No, you let them make you. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do that. No one ever has to make you but you. I am sad because of them because of what they said, what they did, what they didn't do, whatever. And that's fine. Look, people are gonna do things. They're gonna disappoint you, right? Mm -hmm. You're gonna have expectations. Who created those expectations? You did. And we're gonna expect people to do certain things or not do certain things, say certain things, not say certain things. And then that's not gonna happen. Yeah, especially when they're unagreed upon. (laughs) Exactly, like we didn't even communicate that to them. And you're gonna feel a certain way. You know, and expectations, what's the quote too, is a source of all suffering, right? Living your life with less, if not any, expectations. So is it that she pissed me off? Or is it that I, in my mind, created an expectation, just created an expectation for somebody, they didn't do that thing, and now I'm upset that they didn't do that thing. So did she do this to me, or did I do this to myself? And waking up to that and seeing that you're always in the driver's seat is an opportunity for you to reclaim that power because all of it's choice. Where you choose to put your attention is choice and it's your choice based on the perspective that you hold. I always tell our students, how you see business determines what's possible. And I know a lot of people don't really know what that means yet, but how you see things will determine what you see. (laughs) The thoughts, the interpretations, and the belief. So I pay attention to how I feel, and when it's feeling the negative emotions for some time, I know there's something off with my perspective that I'm holding. So I change it. Because when you change, when you change how you think, right? When you change your perspective. The things you think about change. You guys know that, right? And a lot of this too, especially with all the craziness and the nastiness people have gotten is like, it's a great name for the podcast, but I don't think Mind Your Business is just the name of this show. It's some really good advice. Mm -hmm. Man, just like do your thing. Mind your business. Let other people mind theirs. It has nothing to do with you. And anybody who wants to make your life and your business more important than their well-being, that's on them. You can choose to not let it affect you. Mm-hmm. And you can be choose to be grateful for the times you're offended or triggered or whatever too, because that's just an opportunity for mm-hmm. you to dive a little bit deeper on maybe some beliefs that you have or some work that you need to do internally. Absolutely. And we're gonna get into an exercise here in just a moment. But I just wanna recap this so far so you guys get some of the things that we're talking about here. If we began to spend a little bit more time paying attention to how we feel, and especially the times that you don't like the way you feel, as Tony Robbins, he said, turn frustration into fascination. And we should turn all 
uh, negative emotions and be fascinated by all of them. But those moments you get triggered, the moments you get reactive, the moments you feel like this is just how I feel. I don't know how I got this way, you know, <laughs> angry. Someone pushed the button, right? Now I'm angry. We want to start to slow down, pause, and get present. And what was my attention on? What was I thinking about? Where were my thoughts? Because the thoughts are mirroring the emotions, right? So here's a little exercise for you guys. You can do it with us live. You can pause this episode. You can do it later. Whatever works for you, but just make sure you do the work. Think back to at least one, and the more the better, the more you want to gain and grow, right? It's up to you. But think back to at least one incident from the past week as close proximity as possible because then it's going to be a little bit more real, a little bit more raw. An incident where you were like, found yourself upset by what someone else said or did. Stranger, friend, whatevs, someone close to you, usually it's the people closest to us that trigger mm-hmm. us the most, family. And do what I did. Go back to that incident. Recapitulate it, re-experience it from a new vantage point. It's like remove yourself from it and see it from outside yourself and play it again and again. If you're not doing this and you're like, no, th- that person was just a bitch and I don't wanna, bah, you know? Uh, okay, just like we talked about on a previous episode, lesson's gonna repeat itself. Mm-hmm. Pebble becomes a rock. A rock becomes a boulder. <laughs> so it's now we're eventually, that's just- have less and less power. You're gonna learn it eventually though, right? <laughs> it's just like this time or the next life. So. Oh, that's powerful. This life or the next life. But why would, why wait? I still need to learn a lot about patience. I love speed. I love fast. Like give it to me now. Let's grow and let's go. And so I don't want to wait. I don't want to sit. Let's make this life the best one. <laughs> the best one yet, right? So think back, recapitulate, re-experience that experience and from a new vantage point. What was the emotion that you felt? You know, how would you label that? Was it angry? Is it, was it anger? Was it, was it fear? Was it this? Was it that? Anxiety, whatever. Who caused you to feel the way that you did? Who made you feel that way? They did. Is that true? Like, just look for yourself. Is that true? What thought preceded the emotion that you chose? That's a really powerful one. What thought preceded the emotion that you felt? And that can be really illuminating for people because it's almost like we just can't separate from the thought and the emotion in ourselves. And so now you go back and look and you say, well, where was my attention? What was the perspective? What was the belief? What was the interpretation I made about this, what this person said or did? Look, if you're just going through the motions and trying, I understand this already. This is not, we're done with understanding. There's no more new information ever coming out, (laughs) ever. That phase is done. Now, this is about using the information and the tools for your own growth and self-discovery. Unless you are floating two or three feet off the ground and glowing light off of you as an enlightened being, so you can check to see if you are, then if you don't, if you're not floating, then you and I and Jilly and everyone else will see we have more opportunity for our own growth, or more to learn and more to discover. Let's just keep learning new things out there. Let's learn about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Why was I 
so offended? Why was I so triggered? Why did I get so pissed off? Yeah, because it all goes in stages too, because maybe you're, you get less angry. You've done the work and now you're, you get less angry or less triggered. Yeah, but exactly. maybe now the new emotion is just a low grade frustration. Right. And <laughs> that's, know? that's progress. I'll take exactly. it. I'll yeah. take it every time. But here's the thing is whenever like people come into business by design or one of our programs and we start pointing out stuff, people kind of have this moment of realization where they're like, well, I got a lot of work to do. We all do, and I'll tell you right now, and this might not sit well for people for a moment, the work will never end. You don't ever reach a point where you're like, I've learned it all, I've completed the job, I'm, I'm, I'm enlightened now, and what else can I do? It's once you start that path, there's always more. So you don't ever stop. There's always more to discover about yourself. There's always more to let go, to let in. Mm -hmm. There's always more to learn about who you are. There's always more to realize about how you've been self-sabotaging, getting in your own way. And There's it never more stops. ways to be unconditional love, always. Always. Be and demonstrate it. You know, I'm done. <laughs> First one done, right? <laughs> I've given all the unconditional love. <laughs> <laughs> Complete. And then we croak. So... So still staying with this exercise, right? What thought, what belief, what interpretation did you choose that caused that emotion, right? Now look back at that experience. Here's a good question. And this is Jilly's question. I really like this one. In what ways would you have gained or benefited if you hadn't reacted the way that you did? In other words, what was lost because you lost it, <laughs> right? What, what did it cost you? What would you have gained or benefited if this didn't push your buttons? Because that's what it is. It's like, we all have buttons, right? It's like, gosh, you really knows how to push my buttons. And we try to get that people to stop pushing your buttons. Mm -hmm. well, why don't you just get rid of the buttons? And there's nothing they can push. And that's the goal. I think that's what we're talking about here in this episode is that living your life from such a place of power that you have no buttons for people to push. It's not like I found a way to not let anybody push my buttons. You know, if I just hide and, and don't talk to people, then they won't push my buttons. No, they'll find a way. Only happy buttons. <laughs> yeah, just that little happy button. But you have no buttons that they could push that would cause you to get upset or triggered or whatever. You have nothing to react to. And I think from that place, you would find yourself in a place of a lot more of that sense of power. Because I think every time that that button is pushed, that's what you give your power away to. Every time you're angry at somebody, upset with somebody, whatever about somebody, boom, here, mm -hmm. here's me. Because this is the most important thing, my well-being, and it doesn't matter, here, here you go. Here's my, here's my power. And who we come to talk to, not just as entrepreneurs, but <laughs> these personal brand entrepreneurs, this is more important to you guys than anyone else because you're in the limelight and you think that you can ignore these things and not do the work here and not develop this understanding of how to not take something personal, how to get triggered, not how to have your buttons pushed by everybody, but be in the spotlight, then your strategy becomes, let me do what's safe. Let me do what everyone's gonna agree with. Let me do the things that won't have somebody get upset mm -hmm. because you don't want them pushing your buttons. And I'm sorry, but one of the first lessons I learned in business and marketing is that the biggest sin is to be boring. Mm -hmm. And boring is vanilla. Let me just give you what everybody likes. Let me just do the safe thing. Why am I building an audience? Now you know.
and I've talked about this, we've done episodes on this, but one of the big reasons why if you're trying to grow your audience and you're not is because you can't handle the energy. Mm -hmm. If you're already stressed out and struggling with a negative comment now. What happens when you double your following and the negative com exactly. comments at least double? That shows me you can't handle the audience size you have now, so mm -hmm. how could you possibly handle that moving forward? Yeah, and are you gonna be okay if your posts trigger other people? Are you gonna get triggered because right. your stuff triggers people? And I don't wanna trigger anybody. It's like, but then you haven't understood what we're saying is mm -hmm. that you're, it's not. Right. And people, when they come to work, they know, like I'll push their buttons. I will say things that get them riled up and be uh, contrarian in a way. And that's because that will move people. That will get people to see things that are holding them back, things that are getting in their own way. So you just wanna be the tooth fairy or something, you know, the cheerleader and just be like, you are so beautiful and not call out maybe something. You know, I'm, I have no problem calling out my clients because if I have something that can make a difference for them, I'm going to, and I can't do that sugarcoating it. If you want a sugarcoater, that's fine, great, but that's not me. But I know that that's not, I am making them feel that way they're still just reactive. Mm -hmm. And that's an opportunity for them to let go and to grow. So I hope you guys will do this exercise. And I think the more you do it for more experiences, moments, events, situations where you've gotten upset or whatever, I think the opportunity you have to reclaim even more power and to grow. Yeah, and I think that last question too, if you can really dive deeper, the one where it's like, in what ways would you have benefited or gained if you didn't react the way that you did? If you can dive a little deeper as a bonus, like what are the ripple effects in your life? Mm. So it's like, yes, maybe you wasted some time, but it's like, what did time waste? Or mm. what did wasting time do? Right. Or it's like, or I wasn't present with my kids. Okay, so what did that mean for my kids? Right. You know, so yep. if you could take the time to really dive deeper, I think it'll stick. Yeah, I agree. It's a big one. It's an important one. And if you've been following us on our series, talking about personal power and you're not really interested in owning how you choose to feel and choosing not to make that the most important thing, but still want, yeah, I want that confidence. I want that personal power. It's again, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So I hope you guys are receiving this. This is a big one. And we have more coming your way. In the next episode, we're gonna get into some of the, now it's like, we kind of talked about like the criticisms and stuff other people might say, but it's like, what about the stuff we say to ourselves? Mm -hmm the nasty self-talk. So we're gonna get into that and more. How to stop a lot of that chatter and that nasty side of ourselves that's <laughs> always got an opinion. All coming your way here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life. 
and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.